let's take a few comments, questions before we end this evening. How was that meditation that we did at the beginning? Iliani and Anne, you can unmute. Hi, Jack, this is Iliani. Hi, Iliani, how are you? I am so much better after tonight. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for this gorgeous evening. I, I came to it with um, the fact that I have, I'm going to say up to now, been living with this contradiction of really having a sense of the, the light that I am and simultaneously right up against that when I get too up to my eyeballs in news and get triggered by McConnell or name somebody, I won't even name them all. And I'm aware that I don't, I haven't up to now felt open hearted to them. And I'm aware of not watering the seeds that I want to be watering in relation to them. And what this evening has shifted for me is, it is really having a greater sense of what it means to me when I say the planet is my neighborhood, the planet is my neighborhood. And so I can't leave anybody out of that. Even, even the people I frequently think of as bozos and jerks. Um, and, and I'm coming to that. My practice is really, when I say diversity, it's not just the people we ordinarily think of as being part of the diversity, but it, it now for me has to include the people who up to now, I really like, I could like sock them one. I mean, I have very non-Buddhist thoughts about many of them. And I'm very aware that that for me needs to shift if I'm going to create the world that I want to be creating. And that came out of this evening. So thank you. Eliana, first, I'm just touched by what you say and by all the feeling behind it. I even invite you to close your eyes for a moment because what you're expressing and the tears that come with it is how deep you care how much it really matters and how you wanna be that beacon of love. You wanna be, you know, Martin Luther King standing there saying, we will not hate you. We'll wear you down with our capacity to love everyone. <sighs> Even the bozos and jerks. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but you do need some humor. We've all had on Buddhist thoughts. You know that's true. It's not just you, dear. <laughs> but I do metta, and I can wish anybody. You know, I pick the worst dictators in the world, and I wish, may you be free from fear. May you be free from ignorance. You know, may you, may you find love in yourself. I can wish that for anyone. Because as you said, better than I, this is your neighborhood. Yes. You know, you become Mrs. Rogers' neighborhood. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel, feel the goodness of your heart opening. And it's, it's I thank you. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Hi, Alan. Hi, Alan. Hi you. Great to see you and thank you for tonight. Last week, um, I had this uh, chronic pain and one of my openings and um, breakthroughs has been that I can hold, I can, I can feel the pain, but also be aware of all these other parts of my body that are pleasant, neutral, and just make some more space for all of that. And that's been, that's been a, um, that's been wonderful. Tonight, um, I came in tonight um, feeling a, bring, um, a good deal of shame. Um, I'm closing a year last week of being an elementary school principal, and what a crazy year that's been. And uh, I've just been short-tempered and lashed out at a couple, too many people, and um, really was wearing that. And then uh, tonight as we're sitting and as I listen to you talk, um, just like with the pain, the physical pain, I just uh, realize that I can, there's a place for shame and there's a place for so much more. Some of the, the gratitude and the, the prides and the successes and, and all of that. And it kind of helped shift me. So I thank you for that. Yeah, and I thank you for your honesty and also for your service. You were, you know, you're a first responder to our children. Um, and it's not an easy thing. I mean, I remember being sent to the principal and I was terrified <laughs> for my misbehavior. So you have to hold all this stuff. And, you know, our school systems are overburdened because they're supposed to be you know, the clinics, and they're supposed to be the advice to how parents should parent their children, and they're supposed to be the surrogate parents when parents are working all the time, and they're supposed to, they're, they're tasked with so much, you know, and often under-resourced, and I don't have to tell you any of this, um, and you want to give them both an education, but you also want to give them heart, and so you get discouraged at times, and then you lose it, and you might close your eyes for a moment and think of all those principals out there and all those teachers who are struggling because it wasn't just you. Think of the thousands and hundreds of thousands of teachers who entered it because they care and how much they love 
and how once in a while they lose it. And they also feel ashamed because they want to be just the best all the time. And just let a sense of tenderness and mercy come in. What a hard thing to choose to do. And feel the, the courage of those like you who've chosen to do it, even though it's so hard. And the love behind it. You know, if you were to put it all in a scale, all the years of work and care, and some of the, you know, stupid things you did, like we all do, you know, remember that line from Zen master Ryokan where he wrote, last year a foolish monk, this year no change, right? When you hold all that in, it's sort of like the, the feather and in the Egyptian Book of the Dead and your soul is measured, weighed against Mott's feather. Um, when you think of your years of care and, and what you've offered and so forth, yes, there's a regret. And that regret, you can say thank you because it's reminding you that you can even be better than you are. It's not a bad thing. The shame isn't a bad thing. It's just saying, yeah, I could eat. There's a nobility in you. This is, I want to live even more fully and beautifully. So it serves you. It's not a bad thing. And I think all of us in some way listening, I want to invite us all to make a kind of inner bow to the teachers and principals and those who are entrusted with our children in often really difficult circumstances and hang in there anyway. How's that feel to you? Yeah, yeah. Thanks to you and Thank you. And, and all of your cadre, this the, the amazing cadre of dedicated educators. So many. Thank you. Take care. Hi, 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 Jack. Hi, Christina. Yes, yes. Um, thank you so much for your teachings tonight. Um, and, and all of them, I recently um, discovered your teachings a few months ago, um, and they've been a great salvation for me, really. Um, and I stayed up quite late on the East Coast to be able to hear this talk tonight because um, today I just, um, you know, all through your teachings, I've learned that you have to sit and sweep the garden. And, um, and today it was, um, I find it lately and today especially, um, hard to, to sit on the long path, I guess, to liberation that's required to sweep your garden. Um, and I just wondered if you had more insights to share, I guess, because my heart is needing to hear it more of when you're so dismayed 
on certain days, um, you know, to find the patience to trust really when it feels like when you can't find the worth in trusting, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, and I just think, you know, so much about what your teacher Anjan Cha said about the boulders in the field and you just, they're heavy, but not if you don't pick them up. And I really don't want to pick them up but it feels very hard to let them go. Can you tell me what some of those boulders are? I think um, just false narratives. I've been told or just aspects of personal life, whether it's family, etc. You know, something that you're so close to, but maybe perhaps it doesn't always serve you. Um, and so I, I you know, I, I want to sit and just keep sweeping my garden. But sometimes it feels like the, it feels like it's a really long path. And how does one find the patient, the worth in patience, I guess, and in trusting. So a couple of things to say. Um, it's really step-by-step. Step. If you think of it as long, you can kind of get lost and overwhelmed. But if you realize that where you're going is not there, you're not going from here to there, you're going from there to here. That the, the path leads you back to this moment and in this moment to a more tender heart to yourself and those people around you. So when you feel that, you can pause and say, oh yeah, I have all these expectations. They're trying to help you. You know, thank you to the expectations and where I'm going is here. Can I find some tenderness? Now, a couple more things to say. If you have a little bit of difficulty with your family or things they say to you or their expectations, it sounds like you do, yes? Yes. Remember that Buddha and Jesus both had a hard time when they went back to their families, which is to say family is like the, the advanced spiritual practice. <laughs> And, you know, you don't want to have a lot of expectations that you're going to do it right or fix them or whatever. They are who they are. And you just got to love their quirkiness and their judgments and their being lost and all that. They gave you life. They did what they could. They still do. And you can say thank you, even though you don't have to follow everything they say. And you shouldn't. You really have to follow the wisdom of your heart. But to understand that family is, is family. And you don't have to do anything about them or fix them. You just have to say thank you, take what's good, and love yourself. Now, here's another thing. I'd like you to close your eyes for a moment. Because I can feel the dedication in you that you really want to live with tenderness and courage and love. Can you feel that in yourself? Yes. 
And I'd like you to imagine, I don't know if you have one, that you make a little altar where you live, someplace where you can put a few precious things and maybe some images of whoever inspires you. And it can be Kuan Yin, the Bodhisattva of Infinite Compassion or Mother Mary or, you know, whoever it happens to be. And then on this altar, I want you to imagine that when things seem difficult or too hard for you, that you can acknowledge them lovingly and then write them on a little piece of paper, impatience, fear, longing. So you honor them kindly and then you put them on the altar and you say to Mother Mary or who's ever on there, the Buddha, will you hold these with me? So it's not just you, it's, it's you and it's the illumined ones of all the ages. And it's also all the young women of the world who need their own altars and say, yes, let's do this together. Let's not be under the weight of these, but let's carry them with mercy and tenderness. And feel how as you do that, it frees you in some way. Now you don't have to carry it. It's actually carried by Mother Mary, by Kuan Yin. Sense this image and tell me as you do, does this feel like it might be useful? It does. It feels lighter, like I'm not picking up the boulder. Yeah, you can place it there. Let your eyes open. The other thing to say is that one of the things that most helps all of us in this journey is community. You know, we started taking refuge in the sun god with that funny story. But sangha as community, um, it, we can't do it alone. And I don't know if you have a connection with a community online or where you are. But to join a group, to be part of something um, that helps because you can practice together and hear everybody else's stories and realize, oh, we're, we're doing this together. We're holding this together. Do you have any connection with community yet? I do. What's the community? Mm, my friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And are they interested in the same things, including this of kind of awakening compassion? Some are. I think some of it too is... Um you know, feeling shame around some of my stories, but that's okay. So feel the shame too, and put your hands on your heart. You don't have to make the shame go away. You don't have to shame the shame because it's really trying to protect you. It's trying to say, all right, I want you to be better. It believes that. The fact is that you are good, that you're actually good and beautiful. But the shame is taught to you and it's, it's a fear. And hold it and say, thank you for trying to protect me. I'm actually fine, thank you. I'm just fine. I'm good just now. And then you can put the shame in the lap of Kuan Yin or Mother Mary and say, you carry this for all the young women who feel shame. You carry this. I'm fine, thank you. So much tenderness. You're doing great. 
And I think beyond your friends that it would be useful to look for an online meditation community or I don't know where you live, but in some place where you can connect with others who are actually meditating and dealing with the same things that we do as we open our hearts and our minds. So look for that. And thank you, uh, thank you for your honesty. You know, you're actually doing really, you're, you're actually doing really well. Just so you know. Thank you. All right. Yeah, take care. And with this, I think we'll pause for the evening. Feels like enough. I hope you take whatever was a reminder into yourself from the meditation, the stories, the conversations we've just had, whatever reminds you of goodness in your own heart. And in this week of the illumination of the light, remember that you are that light, that you are the light of awareness itself come into this body. And as the Buddha's last word said, make of yourself a light, let that love and light, that illumination of awareness that you are shine through. Thank you and be safe and well. See you again, good night. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.